So the question is this, how can entrepreneurs like us remain profitable while having a lean physique, optimal focus, and incredible relationships? That's the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is Nate Palmer, and welcome to The Million Dollar Body. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast, the intersection of physical and financial success. I'm Nate Palmer. And if you're here, you're probably a high performer, a dad, an entrepreneur, a business owner that is interested in gaining an unfair advantage in life using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers. There's a ton of cool stuff happening in the Million Dollar Body community. So make sure you're a part of that group by going to n8trainingsystems.com slash group. You can join us there, join and ask questions, get a lot of free resources. Before we get started, uh, one of the things I'd like to do is just give a shout out to the people accomplishing big things in the Million Dollar Body community. I want to give a shout out right now to Eric and Sarah DeBose. They are down as a team in their household, over a hundred pounds. Amazing job, you guys. You're absolutely killing it. Today, I am very, very excited because we get to have a conversation with the let's have the conversation king himself, my buddy, Kevin McShan, and Alan Strilchuk, his personal support worker, PT, and really the brains behind the operation. Guys, I'm so happy to see you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. And then we're uh, thrilled to be here. Thanks for having us on, buddy. Yeah, yeah man. To be here. And uh, I'd, I'd like to say more, more of the muscle behind the situation, I think. Kevin's the Kevin's the brains of this operation, <laughs> and you just bring you bring the physicality, yeah, and the good looks. Oh, all right, geez. all right. <laughs> so, hey, I'm so excited to be able to get a chance to talk to you guys, um, Kevin. I was on your podcast. Let's have this conversation. You're an awesome interviewer. You've been in journalism for over a decade now, and you've done multiple other podcasts um, that are primarily about sports. Correct? Uh, sports, business, news, and everything in between. Yeah. Excellent. You were also born with a, a fairly rare condition called spastic quadriplegia cerebral palsy, correct? That's also correct, yeah. So what I'm really excited about to talk to you a little bit today is how you've been using exercise, nutrition, and just pursuing health as a way of improving your skills as a journalist, as an interviewer, and then just making sure that your quality of life is higher. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I like to view life, but I a lived experience and having the ability to sort of uh, uh, practice what I preach. You know, I'm reminded when it comes to fitness, it's something my uh, grandmother tells me that if I don't use my muscles, especially because of my uh, disability, I, I lose them. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background about what um spastic quadriplegia cerebral palsy is it affects things like my muscle memory muscle movement and my de uh, dexterity uh, it also affects things like my muscle endurance and the length of my muscles so uh, walking for me does a lot in terms of getting my heart rate up uh, swimming is also a big part of what I do uh, what Alan helps me uh, to do from a physical uh, perspective is uh, my video therapy sessions where it stretches uh, my leg, my hamstrings out it also does uh, some uh, muscle uh, manipulation with my tendons of my muscles and sort of uh, make sure that I'm as limber as I can be. So, 
It sounds like you, you stay very, very focused on your health. Like that is a, that's something that's top of mind for you. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, uh, I know we follow each other on Instagram and one of the, one of the things that uh, I have used as my fitness model is always active because again, I want to make sure that I'm uh, acting as an example for others to follow because I, I don't like to ask people to do things that I'm not willing to do. And, and I always say that uh, in life, we prioritize the things that are important to us and, and fitness for me is uh at the top of the list because of, I want to live a long and uh, a fulfilling life. And one of the ways I do that is to make sure that I have a, a fitness a routine. You know, one of the things that, one of the promises I've made to myself is to be active for at least 10 minutes a day. And it does really uh, make a difference for sure. That's excellent. And I love what you said about always active and then kind of being, being that guy who's, not necessarily just saying, Hey, do what I do what I say, not as I do. And I, I feel like I really resonate with that as a parent. Cause sometimes I'm like, don't yell. Why are you yelling? And I'm like, well, that's not that, that's not that great. Um, so I love that you're talking about like being like living into those values that you've had, setting the standard for yourself. And then when, so when you talk to someone else about this, it's more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always say, uh, uh, for anyone that I come across, you know, that uh, inclusion is the gateway to independence. And if you'll indulge me for just a second, I'll tell you um, how I sort of developed my life uh, philosophy. You know, um, I had my last leg surgery in uh, 1998, and I was coming back from uh, Times Valley Children's Hospital in London. And, where I was having all of my operations done on my uh, on my hamstrings, and uh, the doctor at the time, his name was Dr. Tim Carey, he was a part of our family for almost a decade, and then he uh, got my parents and I in a in a hospital conference room, and he told my parents that this would be the last operation I would have at the children's hospital because medically that was all that the doctors could do for me and then I would probably never be able to walk without assistance and I had to go back to school at the time and, and uh, you know I had a principal at the time her name was uh, Dr. Carol Crowley and she had uh, called me in her office because she had seen that uh dealing with the news of not being able to walk uh, was affecting me. And she looked me in the eye and she said that the only limitations in life that I will have is the, uh, the limitations I put on my imagination. And ever since that meeting with my uh, middle school principal, you know, I've all, always wanted to be an agent of change instead of dwelling in sort of my circumstances, because I always say that you can either work for your circumstances or you can have your circumstances work for you. And I've always tried to have my circumstances work for me. So there's my story. Wow. And so that sounds like you've, that's been like very critical for you in developing that unshakable mentality of the, the, the kind of the drive to keep moving forward. So I'm curious, Kevin, like, what would you say to someone who was basically like, 
I don't really like to exercise. I don't like to move. It's very hard for me to get up off the couch and go for a walk at the end of the day to push myself to like wake up earlier and do a workout. Well, you know, I'll tell you, if I'm not active myself, um, I don't, uh, like, I feel sluggish if I don't exercise or, or if I'm not active. And for me, exercise is a priority because I've made it a priority in my life. You know, I always tell people you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. And the reason I've chosen to drink, like, exercise water or chosen to make exercise a priority in my life is because, you know, I want to act as an example for myself that um, overcoming obstacles and overcoming adversity is something that uh, is achievable. But for exercise specifically, um, for me, uh, you know, exercise is a non-negotiable in my life, whether it's, it's stretching or whether it's swimming, being active is, uh, therapeutic it's also cathartic to uh, get exercise and it, it helps uh, the overall quality of my entire life so I, exercise is a high priority for me and uh, you know Alan has uh, been a major source of um, support and um, inspiration and in trying to make sure that I maximize my physical as well as my mental and emotional uh, potential. I think the word you use there that keeps standing out to me is priorities. Because I feel like a lot of us will say, I don't have time to do that. I don't know. It's like, it looks a little hard. But I, when I think the reality is it comes down to it's not a priority for some people. So like when it's something's a priority for you, you make time for it. You find a way, you fit it in. When it's not a priority, it kind of falls by the wayside. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, we always prioritize the stuff that's important to us. If it's important to us, we make time for it. And if it's not, you know, one of the tenets that I live my life by is that I hate excuses because excuses to me are barriers to progress. And, you know, if we can eliminate excuses, we can make more progress. And that's how I live my life. And if you if you're putting excuses out into the universe and saying I'm I'm like I couldn't do it because something else was happening or the traffic was bad, then you are always having this external locus of control. You're never really fully taking accountability for your actions. Yes, you were late, but it's because you didn't leave early enough. It's because you didn't check the traffic. It's because you didn't set your alarm properly. It's not the traffic's fault. It's your fault. So I think that uh, like your philosophy, eliminating excuses, and so you can actually maximize your your abilities to exist in the world. Yeah, that's that's powerful. Yeah, when you eliminate excuses, it's it's uh, it's a freeway path to uh, both uh, productivity and potential. So, if you eliminate excuses, then you can sort of create solutions to problems or come up with innovative ways to solve them. So, yeah, eliminating excuses is something that I. Uh, tend to do on a regular basis because uh, you know living with a disability you have to work harder than almost anybody to get noticed in the world um, so it's important for me to set the example not only for other people but also for myself and you know setting your own standard of excellence is something that's very important to me because I think if you have a, a bar that you're trying to reach uh, 
personalized and your professional or fitness schools will follow suit. But the first thing you have to do is hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And so I can't imagine how challenging it could be or how, I mean, honestly, how easy it would be to use your excuse, excuses to like, Hey, I'm dealing with the, with this disability. I don't, I can't exercise or I'll never be like a journalist or something like that. So what are some, some like, and I'm sure there's, there's like a couple in your life and I know you have an unshakable mindset, but like previously, what are some things that you were using as excuses in your life that you've overcome? And what's that? Can you tell us the story on that? Oh, well, uh, how much time do you have? No, I'm kidding. Um, for me, you know, I've always tried to eliminate reasons not to do something. You know, a lot of people have come up to me and said, well, uh, you know, you're in, you know, a lot of people tell me that uh, I'm an inspirational person. And I, you know, I just tell them that I'm living my life. And if I'm uh, an inspiration to them, that's great. But, you know, just because I have a disability doesn't mean that I um, have any less of um, a reason to live a fulfilling life. You know, one of the uh, things that exercise also gives to me is social interaction. You know, sometimes with a disability, uh, uh, you deal with um, social isolation and not being able to be a fully um, inclusive part of the uh, community in which you live. So just to give you an example, Alan and I uh, go swimming uh, pre-pandemic at a place called the Volmer Center and open swim is usually every morning at 10 o'clock and uh, sometimes like have uh, like a senior citizen disability thing. Uh, so Alan and I are usually the youngest people there. And we used to, before Alan got married, we used to use it as a, a dating uh, situation for him because some of the women found Alan to be naturally attractive. So we had fun with that. And, you know, it's just another way, fitness is another way for me to be uh, socially connected. So I use it uh, to impact other areas of my life as well. All you need is uh, one good excuse, whatever it is. You know, Kevin finds them all over the place. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alan, so besides being like just rackishly handsome, can you tell us a little bit about like what some of the, what some of the, the techniques that you, you guys are using when you're training together like how you see that, like that progress and that, that kind of like, I, cause I always differentiate between like exercise when you like, you go out and you're moving around, you get sweaty, whatever, but training is really when you're like, when you're seeing improvement, you're getting better. Like, so in, in what ways and how do you measure progress when, when you and Kevin are working together? So, um, I like how you mentioned earlier, uh, Nate about, uh, you know, being a dad and doing things like throughout your regular schedule. And, you know, you ask Kevin, what gets him uh, motivated. And I think, progress wise like with Kevin a lot of the stuff that we do it's uh you know stretching or even like a daily uh like walks or swims you know we can fit in quite a bit of a workload like on a lunch break which you know some people like Kevin said it, it might take a little bit more work effort to get up and get moving you know sometimes that creates a pretty solid workout for like a 20 minute span and then we can get back to it and for Kevin himself I find a lot of times it's uh his flexibility and maneuverability and you know you got to be, you got to be mentally fit and, you know, ready to make changes. But 
you, you can tell with Kevin when I think his, uh, his muscles relax a little more. And I think his, uh, you know, he just becomes, I don't know, a, a little more lucid, I guess. Yeah, when my, uh, when my muscles, my hamstrings specifically feel like spaghetti, um, the, then we've accomplished the goal because then my, my muscles have a chance to be engaged and then the recovery process. And after uh, I do exercise, like physical exercise, I sleep so much better uh, because there are some days where I don't have support staff and I don't do as much physical activity as I would when they're here. And when I don't get stressed out or get uh, 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 exercise on a regular basis, I feel a lot, I feel the impact on every, every aspect of my life, like getting dressed and getting up and, and using muscles. So exercise for me is a pivotal point of, of progress. And when I don't do it, there's a marked difference. Um, and when my PSWs come back, I can see uh, that, you know, when I don't use my muscles, they, they stiffen up faster than um, uh, your normal, average person. So exercise again for me is something that I uh, hold as high priority. It's one of the reasons I was excited to uh, do this uh, podcast with you today, Nate, is because I think if we can uh, begin a conversation about the importance of exercise, not only for people with disabilities, but it also provides like a more uh, diverse chance for a conversation about the importance of exercise. So I wanna thank you for the work that you do to uh, inspire people to uh, uh, get, get out there and exercise because I think it's important. Yeah, Kevin, so one thing that I, I ask a lot of people when, uh, when they're either like, when we're on like a strategy call, um, I work with a lot of other trainers who, be, who are like building their businesses online. I think that, like an important question that I ask, because I'm really interested in the answer. This is if this if this took you twice as long as everybody else, if this was twice as hard for you as it was for anyone else, would it still be worth it? And it sounds like like for you, it's not twice as hard; it's ten times as hard, and you backslide twice as fast as a regular person. And from the, what you just what you're telling me right now is everything I've heard up to this point is that yes, it's worth it. Yes, I would do it again a hundred like a hundred percent. Yeah, again, because it affects every aspect of uh, every aspect of my life. You know, uh, having uh, support staff and having Alan a part of it is really a chance for me to maximize uh, my physical uh, potential. Because some of the exercises that we do, you know, I couldn't do without a PSW. So it really makes uh, having the funding. And that, that's, that's another discussion that we can get into, but having just the extra set of accountability and having someone there to execute a game plan for you when you need to be like physically active is important. You know, one of the things that I do uh, also is lift weights. It's another uh, part of the way that um, I, because I use my, when I'm alone a lot, I use my upper upper body to compensate a lot because my 
my uh, hamstrings are not as strong as other people. So I have a stronger upper body because I crawl around the house a lot. And then, you know, when I walk, it, it makes a difference. But having an upper body strength is also important. So it, it's, again, managing um, expectations, but also holding my own self to my own personal standard as well. So it sounds like, Alan, you, you bring a lot to the table here. You, you got the account, you're there for the accountability. You're doing the, like, you've got the, you're writing kind of like the master plan and being like, hey, here's the path. And then you're there like in the, in the trenches being like, hey, here's the step we're taking today. So yes, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, thanks. I, like, I was just, I do get asked a lot too uh, by my wife, friends, uh, you know, other coworkers, you know, other work that I do. I, um, you know, what exactly I do with Kevin and, you know, his list is so stacked full that I think together we accomplished quite a bit. Um, I actually got a hold of Kevin through some volunteer work and doing some things with his brother as well, some coaching. And uh, I'm actually on my way working on some applications for my local police department in Windsor. And Kevin actually came up with the idea, you know, why don't you come work with me? Um, I do did have the proper schooling and he said, you know, I had the background and he said, you know, we can get you set up with some PSW work ended up that we, you know, before I know it, we're in front of city hall. We're in front of, you know, uh, speakers programs. We're in front of all sorts of groups. And I find that, you know, I, I get more social work and I get more, um, accountability on myself as well, just by working with Kevin. So for me to wake up and ask how he's doing, uh, just run a schedule on the day and make sure that his fitness routine is set up. Um, it also kind of makes sure that we're all getting as much exposure and as much work done as possible. Gotcha. So we're kind of helping each other out. It's kind of like a good team effort, if I can say that, you know, that's awesome. So Kevin on, on days when, when, uh, Alan's not there, you don't have a PSW, what kind of exercise or training are you getting in? Uh, well, I, for me, it's important uh, when I don't have PSWs uh, to at least walk uh, 10 minutes a day and do some uh, weight training. It's important. Uh, and just for me, phys physically crawling around the house is an actual workout. Because Sounds like it. it. I do it every day, right? So, um uh, notwithstanding the way my elbows and knees look, <laughs> it's, it's um, a way to keep my uh, uh, endurance up. And it's also, um, you know, when I am alone, you know, you do work with resistance bands and uh, therapy uh, plays to keep my hands or, or keep my hands like mobile. Um, so there, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I do independently, like walking and that sort of stuff. But um, swimming, again, is big for me because uh, it, it, I'm not as weighted in the pool as uh, that, that I am when I do land exercises. So swimming is big for me uh, when I can do it. And, uh, you know, just... Again, making sure that fitness is a priority um, because if it's a priority, then it's a consistent uh, uh, thing that keeps yourself accountable. So it's all about accountability and creating priorities. That, that's how I view fitness. So.
I, if, if you don't mind, I, I think it's, has a lot to do with your baseline as well. I know you talked about being, uh, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm a average guy, fitness enthusiast, you know, I'm not a competitor of any kind, but you know, with Kevin, all these things that we do, it's, it's based off his schedule and people forget sometimes that, uh, you know, just moving the line a little bit does a lot. It's a game of inches, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Centimeters. We're talking. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thank you for the, the Canadian reference. Thank you for that. That's it's, good. it's a game of centimeters, eh? Kilograms. <laughs> what is that? That's not a thing. <laughs> I saw the completely off topic, but I saw something that was like a, uh, a like a, it was like in Florida. It was like the hole the size of three washing machines has appeared in a Florida highway. And I was like, I was like, Americans will, will measure with anything but metric. <laughs> Hey, pretty much yeah. we learn a lot of both here in uh we're pretty close to uh detroit actually okay so you so that's why you could give me the uh the, the temperature in in uh fahrenheit exactly both yes of course <laughs> now the real question is could you give us the temperature in celsius celsius if you had to yeah it's about 20 here today oh yeah. the guy does his research i can tell yeah, you that's good <laughs> Uh, the trick, the trick I think is you subtract 30 and divide in half. That's how I, that's how I do you it. You double it and add 30. Or the opposite. If you're coming from, if you're coming from Fahrenheit. Yes. So Kevin, I'm curious, like we talked a lot about physical training and like exercise. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing from a mental perspective? What are you doing to keep your brain sharp? How do you stay, how do you stay like motivated like, and pressing forward? Do you have any like tips or, or tricks you can share with us? Well, for me personally, it's uh, podcasting. Uh, but uh, for me, you know, I always say that life is a constant game of networking and the day you stop learning is the, the day that you die. So, because uh, not everyone has the answers to every problem. So the advice I would give to people is that mentally sharp is always to be able to have an open mind because uh, uh, creativity and collaboration breeds a perspective. So my, my, my way of uh, keeping mentally uh, sharp is opening up my, uh, my ability to learn new things. So I, 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 I will always be a lifelong learner because I think it, it, it not only keeps you mentally sharp, but it also keeps you engaged in the process as well. It keeps you in growth mindset too. You're never feeling feeling like, got it, figured it out, onto the next. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'll, if I could just give you a quick plug, is that one one way I know that Kevin does this is is by interviewing a lot of interesting people from different walks of life with different specialties and different expertise. So if you haven't checked out his podcast yet, let's have this conversation. You're gonna want to do that because if like there's gonna be something for you in there between the people and the experts that Kevin talks to on a regular basis. And maybe your thing isn't podcasting. Maybe your thing is, is like watching YouTube videos, but either way, like making sure that you have that open mind, you're never thinking that you know it all, or you're, you're done learning. But like you said, Kevin, being a lifelong learner is going to keep you sharp forever. And it's going to keep it fun too. So thanks for that. Yeah. And you're on the podcast. So people have to listen, right? That's right. <laughs> hey, so Kevin, Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some stuff. But before we go, like, is there one other thing that you think that you would like to share with, with this audience or something that you are really passionate about that we did not get a chance to touch on today? No, I would just say for um, people that are listening to this, obviously they're 
motivated to keep their uh, fitness levels um, at their peak level. But I would just say that uh, fitness is something that uh, we're all given at birth, but it's not something that is guaranteed forever. So it, it's something that we always have to be sort of constantly looking to improve or or enhance because when you prioritize your fitness all the other aspects of of your life will fall into line and when you feel good physically uh the rest of your life will multiply and what i mean by that is if you value your fitness Every other goal that you have in life will, will find a way to manifest because your fitness will put you in a growth mindset to be a better person. Well said. And a, a word that I like, I think a lot about in terms of fitness is amplify. I feel like fitness amplifies so many other areas of your life. So really well said. Alan, same question. Anything you want to leave us with? Uh, yeah, it's, I, I like to say that, you know, keep, you got to stay motivated. You know, I, I think a lot of people uh, think that, you know, things got to come to you. And a lot of the work, like I said earlier, that me and Kevin do together, a lot, a lot of it's uh, advocacy work and it's things that he's created himself and positions that he has proposed and uh, put himself out on the line. And, you know, it, it's not just, you know, your fitness and your mental, but also emotional sometimes and being able to put yourself on the line and get out there and like push the limits a little bit and see uh, what's available to you, especially now that everything's trying to open up more and I'm looking forward to seeing where everything takes us, you know? Yeah, Alan and I are looking forward to getting back to the swimming pool uh, because, uh, you know, uh, because of the pandemic, the uh, some of the recreational uh, centers have been closed here in winter. So Alan and I are, are looking forward to getting my legs feeling like spaghetti again because it's important. Now you got the secret. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys, could, you guys would look good in Cancun right now. Uh, we're working. We got the leg work going. That's for sure. That's we don't skip leg day, Kev. <laughs> a leg day is very important. Yeah. Hey, you. You let me know when you're going to Cancun. I'll get you guys matching speedos. No problem. And uh, well, uh, uh, show off those first, bad boys. You'll right. be the first person right, we right. call. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you guys taking some time to drop some wisdom and just share with us. I think you said it best at the end there, Kevin, that fitness is going to amplify. It's going to help grow everything else in your life, man. So um, where can people catch up with you, find out more about you, Kevin? Yeah, so all my uh, podcasting stuff is on my website, kevinmcclain.com. You can also find the uh, podcast on YouTube. Just type in, let's have this conversation and my name afterwards and everything comes up. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Alan. It was great to see you guys. Have an amazing rest of your day and we'll talk soon. Talk to you, Nate. Hey, I hope that episode was helpful for you. If you liked it, there are three ways that you can start activating your fat loss results right now. Number one, join the community. Go to n the number eight trainingsystems.com slash group to get in there. Grab the book. Go to amazon.com and look for the million dollar body method or search for Nate Palmer. And number three, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these so we can bring on more influential guests and bring those lessons back to you here.